Today is Monday, January the 30th, 2023, and Jesus has left Galilee and is headed to Jerusalem. We see how he begins to exert his authority in Matthew chapter 21. We're going to talk about it today on a daily Bible study with Pastor Mark. If you're looking for a key verse that sums up Matthew chapter 21, you probably find it in verse number 23, because this is what it says. It says, And when he entered the temple, the chief priest and the elders of the people came up to him as he was teaching and said, By what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority? So that verse kind of gives you an indicator of how things are going in the chapter. So if you back up at the top of the chapter, and you look at verse number one, you see that Jesus has now come into Jerusalem. So he's left the Sea of Galilee, he's come into Jerusalem, and as he goes into Jerusalem, he sends two of his disciples, and he wants them to go get a, a donkey that that's uh, tied up. And he says, look, if anybody gives you a hard time for taking this, tell them the Lord needs them, and he sent them at once. And so sure enough, they show up what are you doing taking this donkey? Well, the Lord needs him. Oh, yes, please take him. And we know that this was when he had his triumphal entry into Jerusalem, and he did it as Matthew chronicles in verses, verse 5 to let the people know that this is the fulfillment of the Old Testament prophet who prophesied that this is how the king, the Messiah, would enter into the city of Jerusalem. So you see him exerting his authority there. He's saying, I am the fulfillment of Old Testament prophecy. We also then see in verse number 12 where he enters the temple. And as he enters the temple, he runs out the money changers and those who sold pigeons. It's not that they were doing anything wrong. They were doing stuff wrong, but they were overcharging people. They were taking advantage of people who had come great distances to worship in the temple and Jesus says this in verse 13, My house shall be called a house of prayer, but you make it a den of robbers. So he's exerting his authority here by saying, This is my house, and, and this is not what this was intended to be. You're making it something completely different. Then we see his authority in verse 14 over sickness and disease. The blind and the lame come to him, and he heals them. And then we see his authority in one of the most unique miracles that he did, which is he curses the fig tree in verses 18 through 22. So he shows that he has power over nature because not only does he curse it, but it basically withers at once is what the text says. And that's where it leads us to verse 23, which is the religious leaders, the chief priests and the elders of the people, and they come in saying, by what authority are you doing these things? Well, I think they know the answer. They just don't want to acknowledge the answer. And that's really why a lot of people get in trouble when it comes to their life, because they want to be in control. They want to be the authority. But the way to a good life and the way to the kind of life that pleases God is if we submit to the authority of Christ. And that's why when they ask him this question, Jesus won't answer it, and he won't answer it because he gives them basically a riddle, or he gives them a question, which is, was John the Baptist, 
was he from heaven or from man? And he knows they won't answer that question because he's not really going to give them what they're looking for because he still has work to do. He still has things to do. And, and then he gets into a couple of parables, and the whole purpose of the parables is to call out these people who, who will not acknowledge that Jesus is the promised Messiah from the Old Testament, even though he fulfills all these prophecies, even though he's done all these miracles, they refuse to do it because they do not want to give up their power. If Jesus is the Messiah, then they must submit to his authority and follow him. If Jesus really is the king, then everything changes for them. It's not the same anymore. They must give up their power. They must submit to his leadership. They must follow him because there's no authority or power greater than him, and they don't want to do it. And that's why you see the rest of this chapter where Jesus gives them a couple of parables, and they just they don't care about what he's trying to say. They're not interested in changing. They're not interested in giving up their power. And honestly, this is why more people will spend an eternity separated from God than most because of the fact that they just want to be in control. They don't want to submit to anybody. They want to do their own thing and go their own direction and live their own life. And what is necessary for salvation is acknowledging that I am not in control, that I have a sin problem and I need help dealing with that sin problem. And Jesus was the one who made a relationship with God possible. And it's it's acknowledging that I have a greater power than me. Jesus is that power, so I submit to his leadership. I submit to him as the king of my life. That's That's the whole theme of this chapter, is Matthew is making the case that Jesus is the king. Who's your king? Who's on the throne of your life? If it's anybody but Jesus, it's the wrong person. So Jesus, we pray that, I pray, Lord, that if there's anybody that's listening to this who has not submitted to your lordship, who has not acknowledged their sin and put their faith only in you to save them, they've quit trying to save themselves, and instead they're trusting in you, that, Lord, they do that today. And for those of us who know you, forgive us, Lord, for day after day, taking you off the throne and and deciding that we're going to set our own course and do our own thing. Help us to follow your lead every day of our life. We pray it in your name, Jesus. Amen. Have a great Monday, everybody. I'll talk to you tomorrow.